Well, actually, that would be a giant. Oh, now, ogres, oh, they're much worse. I'm see-through! Don't be afraid. I'm Master Haku. I am a nice shark, not a mindless eating machine. If I am to change this image, I must first change myself. A new suit? But where the heck am I going to get a new you suit? You can't! It's impossible! I'm far too busy, so ask me now before I again become sane. Well, fancy that. Rabbit ears. That is a bit odd. It's not funny! No, no, not in the least. A penguin without a heart song. It's hardly a penguin at all. We gotta, we gotta figure out something else. Something that doesn't involve any biting or nipping or running up and down my body with your little rat feet. Eva. Are you in need of any assistance today, sir? No. I could help you cross the street. No. You got a lot to look forward to, folks. The little ones love new toys. You ain't the man here, are you? I'm, I'm still working on it. Manny, Dad, this is what you've been preparing for your whole life. No, it's what you've been preparing me for my whole life. Your hormone and neurotransmitter levels indicate that you are experiencing mood swings. Common in adolescence. Diagnosis? Puberty. Wait, Joy, you could get lost in there. Think positive. Okay. I'm positive you will get lost in there. Wait. They're all sloths? Ugh, it's you. You're gonna get me in trouble, Dante. Someone could hear me. I wish someone wanted to hear me. My name is Peter Parker. I was bitten by a radioactive spider. And for 10 years, I've been the one and only Spider-Man. I am not a toy. I'm a spark. Hey guys, this is Jake. Welcome back to the OCC. Oscar completism, the topic of this podcast means watching all the Oscar-nominated films in every category, every year. It's a lot of time, but all-time Oscar completism is a far more daunting task. It's the perhaps theoretical or maybe possible over a lifetime pursuit of watching all 4,800 and counting nominated films in Oscar history. A couple weeks ago, I put out an episode with Linda, who had finished watching all 92 Best Picture winners, My guest today has seen every single Best Animated Feature nominee in the history of that award. So today we're talking all-time Best Animated Feature with Rachel from Rachel's Reviews and the Hallmarkies podcast. She's a Rotten Tomatoes-approved critic. She's done a Did the Right Film Win series on her site looking back at each year's Animated Feature nominees. There's not a better guest available to discuss this topic. So Rachel, thank you for joining the OCC. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Nothing I love talking more than animation. So this is great. Well, you obviously cover more than animated films. We mentioned yes. Hallmark films. Um, but your yes. site and your, your YouTube channel do feature very comprehensive coverage on animated movies. Yes. What, what draws you to animation? Um, I, you know, I think that partly it's because they, they were family-friendly. So it was something that I started watching from a young age. Uh, watching animated films and I grew a love for them. I'm also a very easy sell when it comes to musicals and a lot of animated films are musicals. So that helps also. And I just love the added layer of artistry that you get in an animated film uh, that uh, live action films for the most part can't really provide. 
I mean, there is a great art to cinematography and other things, but in the case of animation, it's literally somebody's art. It's literally somebody, you know, drawing, whether it's by computer or their uh, ink and paint on cells. I, it's, it's somebody's actual art. And the, the, I just, I think that adds another layer to the whole medium. Yeah, absolutely. There, and there's an infiniteness kind of to the possibility of, of mm-hmm. what you can achieve when you're That's animating. Right. That's right. There's not, you know, we'll talk briefly about kind of the history of this award, but obviously they've only been, been formally giving Best Animated Feature since 2001. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily cover the arc of film history in the way that like Best Picture does. But have you observed anything over the course of, of the last 20 years or so in terms of evolution or, or just general trend line when it comes to the direction of, of animated movies? Hmm, that's a really interesting question. I mean, since it started, it was just at the very uh, onset of uh, computer animated films. I mean, Shrek was the first winner. Uh, so that was just, uh, what, seven years after uh, uh, Toy Story. Uh, and uh, so, you know, they were pretty fresh, pretty new, and certainly such an outright comedy, a parody that was new. And now there's been just in DreamWorks alone, you know, what, 40 films, something like that, just just comedies. And so, and you know, all the Illumination films, all those things. And uh, so, yeah, then that's been a huge change uh, to the industry. I, I think that uh, there's so many animated films that are made every year. I think that's something that's definitely changed from certainly when uh, way back in the 80s when I was a kid. Uh, there were some years in the 80s when there was no mainstream animated films released the whole year. And then others where there were one or two. And uh, it's hard to imagine where now we regularly get uh, 30 plus mainstream animated films, uh, let alone you have your Oscar uh, contenders, your independents, your, uh, your anime, your other things. It's really pretty amazing the amount of options. And I think about like when... Uh, Little Mermaid came out that was the first princess movie we'd had in 30 years and so it was so exciting for me as a little girl and I think it's a really excellent film still one of my favorites but now you have something where Moana comes out the same year as Zootopia and uh and so I I think that uh, in a way that's a bit of a shame because I think that we maybe don't value the individual films quite in the same way that we did back in the day. Uh, that, uh, that there was something maybe a little more special uh, that you to get a Disney film and now we get them every year. Uh, and it was something to be looked forward to and to anticipate. Uh, so I think that's, that's one of the biggest changes, just the amount of content that is being made all across the boards, whether mainstream or independent. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And in some ways, though, that critical mass is sort of what led to this to this category, mm-hmm. um, driven, obviously, a lot by Pixar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all the original classic Disney's, you mentioned a couple of them, and but then even further back, Snow White, Fantasia, 
Dumbo, mm-hmm. um, and then the new wave Disney's like Lion King, Little Mermaid, Pocahontas. None of those. This award didn't exist when those movies came out. So obviously, right. like Beauty and the Beast famously was nominated for Best Picture. Right. As some of the movies like Toy Story, you know, with Pixar came out, and I think Nightmare Before Christmas. A few of these movies got standalone special achievement offers. Mm-hmm. Snow White did as well. Yep. 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 But. By 2001, kind of, there's there's a lot more animation, a lot more competition to Disney and Pixar, and so they introduced this award, and yet the first two years don't go to Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Shrek as the 2001 winner. What are your thoughts of that? I guess just being the first ever best animated feature winner, like how does that how does that sit with you? Uh, well, I mean, I certainly would have given it to Monsters Incorporated. Uh, I'm not the biggest Shrek fan in the world, but uh, it was a phenomenon. I mean, that, that film was incredibly successful. Uh, and uh, that does, uh, not the box office is everything when it comes to the Academy, but it's not completely <laughs> void of, uh, of influence on the, uh, uh, on the, uh, members uh and uh, it is especially on the first watch it's pretty funny i feel like the jokes don't have a lot of replay value for me (laughs) with shrek but uh but yeah i mean it was a phenomenon that when it was released there's no doubt about it yeah it was still kind of like mike myers has just fallen out of the world i feel like like i don't Mm -hmm. i can't even name the last thing that he did but i think that at the time he was still a pretty big get to, to build a franchise around um i i agree though it just it, i've always thought it was a little bit odd to like thinking about you know toy story having never you know had the opportunity to win this award and then you you lead off with with shrek the next year though i know um from your coverage that that this is one of your favorites it's not a pixar yeah. movie um but that of course is, is spirited away do you you want to talk a little bit about that 2002 was a very strong year uh, they you, with you know something as artistically ambitious as Treasure Planet, uh, I, as beautiful as Spirit, uh, Stallion of Cimarron. Uh, then you have something as heartfelt as Lilo and Stitch. Ice Age is is fun, uh, and uh, but none of those as strong as they all are can match Spirited Away, one of the most ambitious and creative uh, films I've ever seen. Uh, you don't know what is going to be happening each scene from scene uh that every every single frame of the movie is just a surprise visually and uh it's it's also got a compelling story with chihiro and her growing up starting out as this kind of whiny child and becoming the strong woman by the end of it i i think is really great uh so i mean it's one of the best animated films ever made if you ask me so it was a clear, it had to win. Yeah, I mean, it's widely considered, obviously, one of the best movies of the 21st century. Yeah. I, I think that, like, I, I don't, do you watch a lot of Japanese animation? I do watch quite a bit, yes. M- more the films, not as much the series. I've always wondered if, like, I, I, I don't, unless it's tied to, mm-hmm. to the Oscars. And so, like, for me, the influence from like Japanese Shinto Buddhist folklore or whatever is totally unfamiliar to me. So it plays mm-hmm. is just completely novel. Um, and, and my experience is, is what you described too with Spirited Away, just like a level of creativity and ingenuity that is 
very yeah. unique. Did did any of it feel more familiar if you're more familiar with Japanese animation? I think a little bit, particularly if you are familiar with Hayao Miyazaki's work, uh, some of the the themes, and uh, he you know he loves uh, he loves flying scenes. He loves uh, there's not as much cats in Spirited Away. He loves cats. He loves uh, aviation. He loves. Uh, and uh, you get you know some pretty beautiful flying scenes with her and the dragon, and uh, uh, just I don't know. There's just some certain things that feel very Miyazakian about it to me, and so I think that's maybe part of it. I the, the Academy has actually been pretty resistant of anime, uh, except for Studio Ghibli, and there's uh, really only been the one other nominee uh with uh the um uh Mariah Mariah yeah yeah Mariah um I mean the fact I guess some people might count the red turtle but that's still Studio Ghibli I the fact that something like your name wasn't nominated or silent voice is really just ridiculous uh some of the most celebrated films of their years so the fact it it they neither was nominated is really really absurd it, it seems like every year as the buzz is building for what films might be in the mix there's always a japanese film that's in the mix like i remember last year weathering with you was not only mm-hmm. you know considered to be in the mix for best animated feature it was actually the japanese submission for best international film so right. you ca- kind of thought that that had a pretty good chance and then of course it wasn't nominated for either mm-hmm it's it's hard yeah. to know. I, it's, what do you think drives that? Well, I I think that part of it uh, it wasn't the case with weathering with you, but with your name, the Funimation, who's the studio, does not have the resources to, for a real like vigorous campaign, and so I think that's why, unfortunately, that those kinds of things come into play. That something like Studio Ghibli and G Kids has. And G Kids was able to get Mariah the nomination. They were not able to get Weathering with You, Weathering with you the nomination. But in my opinion, Weathering with You wasn't as strong, certainly as A Silent Voice or as Your Name. Uh, I, I don't know. I would have. I mean, I think I don't know. It's hard to say. I lost my body. wasn't my favorite. I mean, it was. It, I enjoyed it, but I and I can see why it was nominated, but. I might have picked weather with you over that. I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's unfortunately a big part of it is that G kids has been able to kind of establish themselves, uh, as a real friend to the Academy and they're able to get almost every single year, at least, at least one of their films nominated, if not two and, uh, Funimation and some of these other anime houses just haven't either been able to do those campaigns or did decide not to do those campaigns, for whatever reason, and that definitely makes a big difference. Yeah, no, that, that and that makes a lot of sense. You know, you talk about a company that obviously is almost always in the mix, has dominated these awards, and that's Pixar, and they finally kind of get their due in 2003 and 2004, mm-hmm. so Finding Nemo and The Incredibles are the first two. Well, and also last year, it may be that Netflix is kind of creeping up on G-Kid's game when it comes to the Oscars because they were able to get Claws and I Lost My Body, those nomination spots that I think in the past had gone to a G-Kid's film. So that's also part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And those are those are interesting movies to, to cover, especially Klaus. I, I think that like there's 
kind of a question I always have for people who cover animation in terms of what drives your coverage, whether it's the animation, like the artistic value mm-hmm. of the animation versus kind of the storytelling and the more traditional movie elements of it. I don't know if you have a um, clear calculus on I, that. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a real appeal is that I know for the most part, with the exception of a sausage party or a or a heavy metal or something like that, I know that I am not going to have any kind of moral issues in covering animation because uh, I, I tend to, especially when I was starting out, I've, I've expanded uh, now that I'm a you know full time uh, Rotten Tomatoes critic, I try to you know go out of that comfort zone. But certainly when I was starting, my goal was more family films, and with animation, that's something that is usually the case. Is that uh, for the most part, they are family films, and so it's easier to be a completionist. Uh, in uh, and even the ones that aren't, it's usually only a few. So I think that that's that's a big appeal to me to the genre. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I love the artistry of it. I love the films. So, uh, for the most part, I enjoy most, I mean, I, I don't know. I enjoy a lot of animated films. I enjoy the art form, even if you have something that's not so great, like the emoji movie or something like that. Yeah. I, well, I think that a movie like Klaus to me, like I totally on the plane of animation and technical achievement, understand mm-hmm. the nomination. I think on the story, uh, you know, I think a lot of people like the movie. I, I found the story on that one to be relatively weak, but oh, the animation to be impressive. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I you put a Christmas movie and an animated film, that's going to be a, 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 a crowd pleaser for, for me because I love Christmas movies. I mean, I host the Hallmarkies podcast. I love Christmas movies and I love animation. I thought the it was more about the characters and I really loved the characters. Uh, and so I really, I enjoyed the story. So yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? No, I mean, that, that makes sense that that's a clear cross section. Mm-hmm. I, I assume though, from your experience watching Hallmark movies that you can, you can confirm that, uh, the Klaus story is not Santa Claus canon. No, <laughs> it was very different and, and he was a lot more wounded than I was expecting. Yeah. As a character, which I liked. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was very refreshing, you know. After covering, uh, I you know a hundred uh, romantic movies, whether on Hallmark or Lifetime or Netflix or whatever, to to watch something different, I think that definitely uh, helped it. But I, I I loved the animation. I loved the way that through the course of the movie, as as everybody in the town started to learn to read and learn to grow as people that everything became lighter and brighter through the course of the movie. And I thought that the artistry did a great job with the shadows and the use of colors and, and, uh, and you see the Santa Claus character uh, kind of come to life and that he's in this dark place at the beginning and uh, through serving other people uh, that he starts to come out of his, his sort of wounded grief ridden shell and I, I thought that was touching. And I thought the movie was pretty funny, too. Uh, so I was a big fan of class last year. Um, but I thought it was a pretty strong grouping. I The only one I didn't care for last year uh, was Missing Link, actually. I didn't love the story of that. I thought that uh, it wasn't very funny. And I thought that it just kind of ambled about. And I didn't like the character designs on either character. 
And yeah, the animation is beautiful and like always does such a great job. But I felt like it was kind of like a pretending to be Ardman. And I missed a piece of what Laika is to me with it. And especially once they got to the Yetis, I just was like, what is this? What is the, I don't know, to me... I mean, we spend all of that time them breaking into the house and then all the time of them drinking. I, I just didn't care for it very much, hardly at all. So that was the miss for me, personally. I know a lot of people loved it, which is great, but it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I thought it was perfectly entertaining, but it's definitely a, a far departure from, like, Kubo and the Two Strings or mm-hmm. some of the focus feature ones that they've done. Yeah. What are some other favorites of yours? Well, so there's sort of two categories for me of like animated feature. There's like, there's Pixar and then there's the rest of them. Uh And the Pixar ones, you know, there's obviously, I mentioned 2003 and 2004, you have the first two and Finding Nemo and The Incredibles. And then you have really a huge run starting in 2007 with Ratatouille, WALL-E, Up, Toy Story 3, the later of those two nominated for best picture and then kind of a very recent run with inside out and and coco um and toy story 4 i mean my favorite of the pixar ones is is most people's favorite and that that's up i love up it's one of my favorite movies actually that i've ever seen i love up yeah with you there it's such a beautiful story about allowing uh, to allowing yourself to, to deal with your grief and to forgive yourself. And uh, when he reads at the end that note from Ellie, they go on and have thanks for the great adventure. He realizes that she really did love him all along. And he had felt all this guilt for not giving her the, the things that she felt he felt she deserved. And I, I just, to me, everybody talks about that first 10 minutes, but to me, that ending uh, and him talking to Ellie throughout the whole movie uh, really is just as powerful as that beginning. And I, uh, so I absolutely love Up. I think it's wonderful. I yeah. love Pete Doctor. I think he is just brilliant. I'm excited for the direction under Pete Doctor. Obviously, Soul is, is sort of a TVD right now with yeah. the way everything's going, but I'm right. really looking forward to that. Yep. Um, another one of my favorites is uh, I Love Song of the Sea. Got it. So that was a nominee in 2014, um, Lost a Big Hero 6 from Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that was actually a, a really strong year. I enjoy all the films, and I would have picked the Lego movie over the box trolls, but I still enjoy the box trolls. Uh, but the Lego movie was so great, and I think if that had been nominated, it would have been just a really strong year. Uh, but um, but Song of the Sea meant a lot to me. I, I saw it about a month after my cousin had passed away and her little boy had spoken at her funeral uh, and it was very uh, tragic and upsetting and, and, uh, and to have this movie about this little boy grieving the loss of his mother uh, really meant a lot to me and uh, it was a cool experience because it was actually the first time I ever cried in a review on my YouTube channel. And I, I got upset because it just hit me with everything with my cousin. And I and they they actually saw it over there at um, Cartoon Saloon in um, 
uh, in Ireland and they kind of passed it around the office and everybody. And uh, so then a couple years later, I was able to interview Tom Moore, the director, and that was a very cool experience for me and uh, to be able to talk to him. And I just love the movie. I think it's so beautiful and I just love the heart of the story about this boy trying to deal with his grief and kind of going on an adventure with his sister and all the uh, mythology and lore and uh, music I think is beautiful. Uh, so I, it's one of my one of my favorites. Wow. Well, I assume then for 2014 that you would have probably picked that over Big Hero 6. Mm-hmm. Are there any others kind of throughout history that really jump out at you is you know obviously I mentioned at the top you do this series of did the right film Mm -hmm. win and I think you're you're generous to the academy you give them the benefit of the doubt um much of the time but are there any that jump out at you that really feel uh like the it was wrong or maybe it should uh, even a film that wasn't nominated should have well a big one for me is 2010 not nominating tangled yeah is just an outrage it's one of my favorite disney films of all time i absolutely adore it and i've seen the illusionist and i think it's very admirable and i enjoy it but to me it's not even close to tangled uh, and I would have not only nominated it, I would have won, had it win, and that's up against Toy Story 3. Uh, that's how much I love Tangled. <laughs> um, uh, another interesting year, uh, there are two in- interesting years that Pixar did not win, uh, with Happy Feet winning uh, in 2006. Uh, and it's, that was up against Cars and Monster House. And I'm, a f- I'm fine with that. I think the last half of Happy Feet is nowhere near as good as the first half. It's It goes kind of c- crazy uh, into this hardcore, like, environmental message. It, like, becomes... it's It starts out just this fun movie where they're singing and dancing. And, and of course, I love that because I love musicals. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's this, like, <laughs> dystopian, <laughs> like, environmental uh, thing. Uh, so... I don't know, but uh, but yeah, that's a weird year. And then uh, I think 2011 is another weird year that Rango won. I'm not a big fan of Rango. I don't like the character designs. I don't like the story. I don't think it's funny. And it maybe part of it is just I have not seen a ton of those kinds of Western films that it's kind of parodying. I don't know, uh, but I've never been a big fan of it. I love A Cat in Paris that was nominated that year. I think it is beautiful, the animation, and I think the story uh, is really good. Uh, It's a a really good mystery, and it has good characters. So that's definitely the one I would have picked. I also love Kung Fu Panda 2 that was was nominated that year. I certainly enjoy it more than Rango. So those are two that I have, I guess, uh, unpopular opinions on. I mean, there's some really bizarre nominees. I mean, the fact that Shark Tale got a nominee in 2004, one of the worst anime films I've ever seen. Um, that one's a bizarre one. You also have 2005, where there's no CGI animation, which is a kind of a weird year, with Wallace and Gromit, Howl's Moving Castle, and Corpse Bride. Um, so it's a, there's some interesting stuff. Yeah, so it's interesting. I don't know that your opinions are unpopular as far as Rango and Happy Feet. I think my opinion might be more unpopular on those ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm with you on Rango in terms of, like, I I think it's okay. I don't 
it's not my favorite thing. But I think that because of sort of the freedom that animation can grant, I always get really interested when kind of a more standard film maker delves into animation. Obviously, Wes Anderson's done it a number of times with stop motion. Right. Um, Rango, the cinematography is from Roger Deakins, who just won this year for 1917. And I do, I did find it interesting to kind of watch the film knowing that and, and mm-hmm. kind of appreciating the cinematography. I think that on that front, and, and maybe partially informed by this knowledge, but, but Happy Feet is actually one of my favorites. Um, just I, I just think there's something amazing about giving a visionary like George Miller mm-hmm. the freedom of animation and, and just watching him kind of apply this creativity and storytelling that is not really for children's animation to children's animation. I think there's just certain elements of that movie that are kind of astounding and, and not like something that, that you typically see even from like a Pixar, but I don't know that that's a really popular opinion. I think maybe it's gotten a little bit more appreciated over time, but I, I think that like it's seen as relatively weak and I've always found it to be like one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It was a weird year too. You have to take that in consideration. Um, you also have um, Brave winning, which a lot of people take issue with. I don't hate Brave. I think it has good things about it. Um, but I personally, that year, would have given it to Paranorman. I, I think that movie is so lovely. Uh, I love the animation. I love it's more for teenagers than for kids. Uh, a lot of good humor, a lot of good representation. But then also, I just I think the whole idea of sort of the bullied becoming the bully, and uh, in in the story, and the Norman kind of confronting her, I think is really uh, lovely uh, and powerful. Uh, so that's the one I would have personally chosen. I know a lot of people pick Wreck-It Ralph, uh, but I personally would pick Paranorman uh, that year. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm starting to think I have any other ones that I disagreed with the Academy. Yeah, it's, it's hard because some years, you know, you only have kind of weak, weaker nominees than other years, like 2016, where you had really strong nominees that it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I think with Rango, I, uh, I, I get more into it as it goes along. Once they actually start the quest to find the water, I think it, it's much better. But for a long time, I feel like it's just kind of him ambling about. Like, uh, I'm just like, what is going on here? And if you don't find it funny, which I don't, then it doesn't really work. And a lot of people do find it funny, but that's, you know, that's humor for you. Yeah, it seems like they sort of just started with the fact that they had Johnny Depp and just mm-hmm. built around that. Like the first part especially is very much just like a testament to his personality uh surfs up i think is another one that i would say is underrated surfs up i love that i think it's really good it's 2007 Mm -hmm. so that obviously was the year ratatouille one which is generally seen to be kind of a consensus win i don't know if do you Uh, yeah no i would have i I like all three of those films that were nominated uh but i i would have still gone with ratatouille i love ratatouille I think Ratatouille, Wally, Up, and then Toy Story Three. That's a that's a pretty strong for run sure. for for Pixar there in the late Agreed. thousands. The couple movies that co- sort of resonated with me, probably maybe mm-hmm. disproportionately. Well, obviously, I, I guess Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think a lot of people 
appreciate in Wes Anderson, somebody that a lot of people, you know, are familiar with. That was another very strong year, 2009, for animation to have Up, Coraline, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Princess and the Frog, and The Secret of the Kells all in one year, plus other movies that didn't even get nominated, like Nine, which I enjoy. Uh, And uh, so it was a very strong year in 2009. Yeah, that is that is a really strong year. I also think one of the one of the stronger years in, in recent memory, um, or top heavy anyway, was was two thousand and seventeen. And so Coco won that year. Um, but I think a couple of the other movies, The Breadwinner, I thought was mm-hmm. was really strong. And then I like I had a personal thing for loving Vincent, where I think you know as I, I was sort of going from watching like you know a lot of movies and seeing Oscar movies, but to really watching everything Mm -hmm. and that was sort of an example i think for me of just like the type of stuff that you can experience and gain access to if you if you kind of dig deep into categories that you wouldn't necessarily always watch i I thought that like just the hand-drawn animation was was kind of astounding and so i always kind of Mm -hmm. rooted for that movie even though i understood obviously coco and and why people appreciated that yeah, I, I mean, it's a frustrating year because I think that your name should have been nominated, but um, oh, uh, over certainly over The Boss Baby, uh, which I was not a fan of, uh, and I, I felt like there were a lot of other stronger movies uh, that could have been nominated over The Boss Baby, but um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I love The Breadwinner, uh, and uh, Ferdinand, I think, is a weird movie, and it's one thing about Blue Sky is that they they make interesting choices with their movies and uh, they I mean aside from the Ice Age movies I feel like they 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 usually do creative things and uh, the Ice Age movies and the second Rio movie are really the only ones some of the ones that I feel like they phoned it in but for the most part I feel like they they really are pushing whether it's visually or story wise or there were some weird parts about Ferdinand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it's not the most compelling story to me they actually like in 1938 mm-hmm. disney won best animated short with ferdinand the bull same story but a lot shorter and i thought that was sufficient mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i mean i i liked it well enough i saw it the same day that i saw last jedi so that was a weird day at the uh <laughs> that's a long day <laughs> movie theater uh what i wouldn't give to go back to that and seeing those in the theater but but yeah it's kind of a weird choice but i do appreciate that they don't just and uh, they i they do what i wish illumination would do and which i never feel like they have i feel like illumination yeah they know how to make money uh they know how to make fast food type films but they have never challenged themselves artistically in any of their films and mm. uh, and i feel like blue sky definitely at least tries to do weird different uh experimental things within a mainstream film even something like spies in disguise uh, some of the animation some of the ideas were a little out of the box and i appreciate that about them where, where were you on the spider-man into the spider-verse oh, i loved spider-man into spider-verse it's one of my favorites i thought it was so stunning yeah, I, I said in the time that it, I was dazzled by it. And uh, so I'm in the camp. The uh, And I wasn't a big fan of uh, Far From Home that year. I didn't really like it. Uh, so it was an interesting kind of compare to think, you know, because it had come out just the year before. 
and to compare Far From Home with in, Into the Spider-Verse. Um, I don't know. I really like it. I like Miles Morales as a character. I liked, I thought it was really funny. Uh, all the different Spider-Man. Uh, I thought it was so visually unique and beautiful. So yeah, I was a big fan of, um, Spider-Verse. Yeah. The way they were able to use kind of animation to deliver against that comic book feel was was really cool. It's my, probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I could I could probably make an argument for that. It's hard. All these characters now, all these franchise type of characters are just in so much. I mean, they reboot them every other couple of years, and it's like sort of hard to like compare almost. Yeah. Um, what about this year? Have you seen anything that's come out this year? Is there anything that you're already rooting yeah. for? For. Uh yeah, so there've been a few animated films from this year. Uh, you have. Obviously, a lot of them were delayed, but my favorite is the Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon. Uh, It was really funny and charming and kind of had the feel of a silent movie. And the little alien was adorable. And I wasn't a big fan of Early Man, their previous film from Ardman. Uh, I appreciated things about it, but I didn't really like the story and the soccer jokes just didn't do it for me. Uh, so it was really nice to get back to Shaun the Sheep and just how cute that was. Uh, you have Onward that I really enjoyed. I, the relationship between the two brothers uh, was really, really sweet. And as somebody who has an older brother, I, that, I, that sometimes we've, we haven't always gotten along the best. Uh, it definitely spoke to me. Uh, in that way, I, I think maybe some of the world building could have been better, but I really still enjoyed it. I also really liked My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. Uh, it's a very epic movie. If you're willing to give it a chance, I honestly think it has sort of the same uh, tone and feel as your Avengers type of movies. Uh, and it's very well done. And they do a good job in those movies of filling people in who haven't been watching the series of what's been going on, which I appreciate. Uh, and then the other one that I liked is uh, Whisker Away. Uh, this is on Netflix. Uh, about It's an anime about this girl who uh, has this crush on this boy. And she uh, ends up turning into a cat so that she can be around the boy that she likes. And it's pretty, it's pretty adorable if you like cats. Who doesn't like huh. cats, right? Uh, and so those are the four that I would recommend. There's been others that... I didn't enjoy so much, uh, like Scoob. That was not great. Um, I was also disappointed in the in the um, We Bear Bears movie. That's for television, but I was expecting because I love the show. But I don't know. I just I didn't think it was very good at all. Um, so that was disappointing. I wasn't a huge fan of the Willoughby's. I know a lot of people nah. loved it, but I, I just I didn't think it was very funny and. I didn't really like the tone. It just wasn't for me. Uh, And then Trolls World Tour, um, it has some good things about it, but I just thought it was very weird. I thought the story was weird and the message was weird. It wasn't the best. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. But uh, but those, the, the four that I mentioned, I think are the four strongest that we've gotten. Yeah, I, I, Shaun of the Sheep really worked for me. I thought that was yeah. just incredibly entertaining. Um, and I, I hated the Willoughby's. Oh, you're with me on that one, huh? It's got such yeah. a good rating. Uh, 
I felt like such a grump. You know, I'm, I'm the animation oh. fan. And I watched it twice just to make sure that I, how I really felt. And I'm like, I don't like this. I just thought it was, just wasn't funny enough. And the kids were just not charming enough. And I don't know. It didn't work for me. It felt like they were trying to do a whole movie on the Despicable Me girls. But you, you can't. You need more than that. Yeah, and it's just I didn't understand who it was for. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't show that to a kid. Right. And me I too. didn't find it entertaining. But certainly a lot of great animation over the last 20 years. I guess, mm-hmm. I mean, I appreciate the time to come on and talk it through and, and, and share kind of the experience of watching all these yeah. films. Are you, are you planning to continue uh track in kind of the who should who should win yeah i want to keep an eye out for coming out that will definitely be released because it's coming on netflix is over the moon uh this is very exciting it's it's a animated musical and it uh it's set in china i forget the plot i don't have it in front of me but uh, it looks really cute and it's by animator glenn keen uh, who's a legend in the animation community. This is his first feature-length film. He's the guy who drew Aladdin. He's the guy who's he's an incredible animator, the Beast, the other things. He uh, he did the Dear Basketball short that won the Oscar a bit ago with Kobe with Bryant. Kobe. And he's an incredible animator. And this, if you look at the trailer, I did a trailer reaction for it, and it looks so good. Uh, so there's that that's coming out that's going to be exciting. Uh, we can hope that we'll get both connected, which is by the same people who did Spider Verse, uh, that looks really funny and and uh, and sweet and and so I'm looking forward to that. And then there's also uh, Soul, which hopefully uh, will still get released in November. I I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it, and I think that honestly, if it does get released and if they have the oscars as planned uh, i i think it'd probably get nominated for best picture and not even just best animated uh and uh i i mean i don't know, i'm just looking at what the competition is uh so i'm really excited for soul i'm really excited for over the moon connected uh those are some of the the, the big ones i think we have left that i know about and i know there's gonna be others as well but yeah, a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Even in this weird year, <laughs> there's still some stuff to look forward to. Rachel, thank you for the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, this was great. I really enjoyed it. Anytime you want to talk about animation. And if you haven't seen Song of the Sea, give it a watch. It's so good. I think it's on Netflix. And if you want to find more about my content, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. Also, I'm at the Hallmarkies podcast, and we have tons of fun over there uh, talking about Christmas movies and rom-coms and all of that fun stuff. So check that out. I know. I hate to say it, but it's almost Christmas season. (laughs) Believe it or not, it's coming up. It's about, uh, we've got about a month and a half before we start covering Christmas. So it's exciting. (laughs) There you go. I'll have to queue up Klaus and give it another chance. Yes, (laughs) you should. (laughs) So thanks for having me on.